0: The Gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thanks be to God.
1: And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod... They returned to their country by another route. Let us pray. Heavenly God, we thank you for the words that you give to us in the Scriptures, but we lack the understanding. So come and, through your Holy Spirit, breathe into these words and bring them to life for us so that we might live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. This beginning of the new year is, of course, traditionally a time to make New Year's resolutions. I don't know if you've made any New Year's resolutions. Or if you haven't, you've failed to keep them already. I don't know, but it's an opportunity to make new beginnings. Though as I enter this year, special year for me, lots of things happening for me this year, I tend also to be thinking about... Rapidly coming endings as well as new beginnings. I've lost the, number, the account of the number of times people have asked whether I'm looking forward to my retirement, which, as you will know, takes place this year. Later on, not that far away, really, only in July. And I found that really a really difficult question to answer. Because if I say, uh, uh, yes, I am looking forward to my retirement, that might suggest that I'm actually, I can't wait until uh, I get away. And that's not true. Well, no, it's not true. (laughs) I might say a bit more about that at gateway tomorrow. But anyway... And if I say no, I'm I'm not looking forward to that That also suggests that I'm, I'm struggling perhaps to adjust to this new role that is coming rapidly upon me as a supernumerary minister. And that's not true either, I don't think. So I want to say really it's a bit of both, yes and no. Because while I'm naturally, I guess, thinking about the future, what's going to be happening this year, I'm also conscious of not wanting to think about that and let what's happening now slip. That I become so concerned in thinking about the future that I also forget the value of the present and the importance of the now. Now. I think I might have quoted before this uh, quote, uh, this old saying that says, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And it is. And the danger is that simply looking forward to whatever it is, is coming on the horizon, that next high day for me, maybe it's, that retirement may be for others, it's a holiday or whatever it is, simply looking forward to that next whatever it might be in the calendar. The danger is that we miss, therefore, the gift of the present. Now, as well as being Covenant Sunday, as you know, today is also the feast of the Epiphany, Epiphany you will know literally means a sort of sudden realisation, a sudden revelation, something that was hidden now comes, a kind of eureka moment. And what Epiphany does is it takes the Christmas message and it kind of leads us then into the next step. It says kind of what if now? Okay, you've had the revelation of Jesus. Jesus now is born. So what? What difference does that now make to you as you enter into this new year? Epiphany also, as you know, traditionally is linked to the journey of the Magi, uh, where they make this long journey to come and visit and worship the Christ child. And because they were not Jews, it's significant because it symbolises the widening, the broadening of the revelation of Jesus, not simply for the Jews, but for everyone, for the Gentiles as well. Over the centuries there's been much speculation about who these people are oh, they're referred to as wise men they're referred to as kings they are given names melchior balthazar caspar so much actually has been put upon them in reality we actually know very little about who these people actually are we don't even know that there were 3 we only know that they brought three gifts Matthew simply tells us that they were called Magi, Magi, from the east. Magi comes from the Greek word magos, which simply means uh, a, someone who to do with sort of magic. Comes from the Persian word magus, which was the word for a priest in the Zoroastrian uh, religion. And part of the key to Zoroastrianism is actually in the title. These were peace, people, that priests, that, that read the stars. They determined the future from the heavens. It's not too far-fetched, therefore, to speculate that these magi were in fact Zoroastrian priests or wise men that were simply doing what they always did, was that they looked at the stars. And as they read the stars, as they studied the stars, they saw that something spectacular was happening. The great spiritual leader, great king and spiritual leader was to be born. It's interesting, isn't it, also, that, that they come when they ask for Jesus, and they come, they say, we're seeking the king of the Jews. In other words, we're coming seeking not just a king of territory, but the king of the Jews, the king of a religion, of a religious people. And therefore they went first of all to Jerusalem, which was not only the seat of the king, but also the center of the nation, the religious Center, the spiritual nation center of the nation with the temple. And this duality in the person that they were expecting is reflected in the gifts that they bring, gifts that reflected both the, the kingly nature but also the spiritual nature of the one that was to be born, not simply gold for a king, but also frankincense for prayer, myrrh for sacrifice. Now this is nothing new, of course. This this duality between earthly power and spiritual authority often has gone hand in hand with monarchy. And up until fairly recent times, even in the history of our own country and with our own monarchy, there has been that linkage between heaven and earth of ruling by divine rule. So in many ways, these magi, as they read the stars, they came on a spiritual quest not only looking for a child and an earthly king, but for a spiritual answer, which, of course, they found in Jesus. And importantly, Matthew tells us that once they had found Jesus, once they had presented him with their gifts, they returned by another route. And once we understand the significance of this child for ourselves, the spiritual significance of this child for ourselves, then also that's what we do also in our lives. We journey on, but by another route. That change of direction takes on much more of a deeper significance and meaning The suggestion that Matthew is giving us is that they came as our Astrians, but they returned the first Christian converts. Having seen the light of Christ, they now no longer need the starlight to guide them. They return by the light of the day, by the light of the sun, in the light of the Son of God. That was their epiphany. We sang at our opening hymn, the hymn, As With Gladness, Men of Old. And that it makes also that similar point. It says, in the heavenly country bright need they know created light. Thou, its light, its joy, its crown, thou, its sun which goes not down. And of course the message of Matthew is therefore something that comes to all of us. It's telling us that if this is true for those first foreign Christian converts who travelled from a foreign country and came from a foreign faith, then it's true for everyone that for everyone and anyone who is prepared to embark on a similar spiritual quest, a spiritual search, they also can experience the same kind of epiphany. And who, coming to Jesus, are prepared to lay down before him their own personal gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh or their equivalents in other words to lay before him their gold their material possessions their earthly possessions their frankincense in terms of worship and prayer their myrrh in terms of their commitment and their sacrifice for all those that are prepared to do that to make that journey of faith to seek the son of god to offer him those precious gifts matthew is saying they too will have an epiphany and from that moment on their journey through their life will take a different route And they will need no created light to guide them, for they will have the light of Christ to guide them. In many ways, that's exactly what we are doing here today in our covenant service. As we come here again to make these deep, deep, binding promises to Christ. In a sense, what we're doing is we are laying before him our gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And as a consequence of that, we're also saying, "Lord, take us in a new direction. Take us on a journey that perhaps isn't the journey into this coming year that we had planned. But I'm prepared to follow wherever your light will lead. That's what makes the Christian life so exciting. Because when you live that life in the light of Christ, every day is an epiphany. Every day can be a new revelation. Every day can bring with it, Insights that you never thought that you would ever have takes us, he takes us in directions we never dreamed that we would take. As Christians, we're not just waiting for endings, but every day has the potential of being a new beginning. So if I have... A New Year's resolution, as I enter this year, it would be this. Don't count the days, but make the days count. Because every day is a precious gift from God. Thanks be to God. Amen.